0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 23rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. U.S. EU Ag Challenges and Focus. Farm Bill hearings set and coalition seeks to leverage numbers and diversity. Bill set kicks off the 23 Outlook. USDA's popular annual Ag Outlook Forum is back in person this year. As well as online, USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer gives the department's latest forecast for the farm economy. And Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack delivers the keynote address for the conference, which will have a heavy focus on trade and climate issues. You can follow AgriPulse.com for conference developments. EU Ag Chief, U.S. and Europe need to produce more to make up for Ukraine. Ukraine had record-breaking grain and oilseed harvests before the Russian invasion. But the war that still rages a year later is taking a toll on production. So the U.S. and E.U. need to step up production. That the word of European Commissioner for Agriculture Janusz Bachecki during a visit to Washington yesterday. Ukrainian farmers, the ones who haven't lost their lands to the Russians or died from bombs in landmines, will only produce about 60 million tons of grain this year, down from 107 million the year before the war, Wojciechowski said. The European Commission last year began allowing farmers to put millions of fallowed acres into production, while USDA is allowing double cropping to be insured in more counties. Take note, Wojciechewski said the main reason he's in the U.S. this week is to have a heart-to-heart with Secretary Vilsack over problems facing agriculture on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, including the rising average age of farmers. The average age of a farmer in the EU and U.S. is 57. Vilsack and Wojciechewski will... Open up Friday's session of the USDA Ag Outlook with a conversation about key issues. They will later visit a climate-smart farm in Maryland. Have your say. Senate Ag seeking Farm Bill comments. Leaders of the Senate Agriculture Committee have opened an online portal to compile public comments on what should and shouldn't be in the next Farm Bill. Every Farm Bill impacts a vast array of industries and stakeholders at the center of our country's agriculture economy, rural communities, and efforts to support vulnerable Americans, Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow and Ranking Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas said in a joint statement. Looking ahead, the House Agriculture Committee has scheduled its first Farm Bill hearing for this year on Tuesday. It's titled, Uncertainty, Inflation, Regulations, Challenges for American Agriculture. Senate Ag has set a hearing for next Wednesday on conservation programs. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ag. Conservation groups look for more success on the Hill. A coalition of ag and conservation groups that's had some notable success in getting new funding and legal authority for expanding climate-related farming practices is out with 109 policy recommendations for the next Farm Bill. At a Capitol Hill launch event yesterday, American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall said the Food and Agriculture Climate Allowance was successful in getting ideas included in the Growing Climate Solutions and Sustains Bills passed late last year, as well as in USDA's Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities Initiative. Why it matters? While each of the groups have their own Farm Bill priorities, Duvall says the FACA recommendations show broad support for policy measures in six broad areas. Conservation, risk management and credit, energy, food waste, forestry, livestock and dairy, and research extension and innovation. Elizabeth Gore, Senior Vice President for Political Affairs at the Environmental Defense Fund, said the unusual collaboration provides real power and leverage. I think that when we have a coalition like this that brings the environmental community and the ag community together, it really creates a foundation for the committees to build a bill that can be both bipartisan and durable, she said. By the way, the alliance hasn't put a cost estimate on its recommendations, but lobbyist Randy Russell says many of them don't require new legislation. Another day, another WOTUS lawsuit. Chambers challenge Biden rule. The Biden administration's Waters of the U.S. rule continues to attract lawsuits, the latest filed yesterday by the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, joined by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and other plaintiffs. Filed in federal court in Kentucky, the lawsuit says the rule, quote, far exceeds the legal bounds of the Clean Water Act and, quote, undermines the basic role of the states in our federal system of government. The American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and 15 other groups sued in Texas in January. That case was consolidated with another lawsuit filed by the state of Texas, and 24 states also have challenged the rule in a case filed in North Dakota. Keep in mind... Legal action is likely to be delayed while EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers examine the yet-to-be-released opinion from the Supreme Court in the Sackett case, which was argued in October. The court released three opinions Wednesday, but Sackett wasn't among them. The court hasn't indicated when it would next issue opinions. EPA seeks comments on renewed sulfoxifor application. EPA is asking for comments on a new application to use sulfoxiflor in compliance with a court order that also requires the agency to assess the chemical's effect on endangered species. In December, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with the Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity that EPA should have sought public comment on request to expand the number of crops where sulfoxiflor could be applied. The court, however, also declined to vacate the chemicals registration. Today's Federal Register notice opens a 60-day comment period on application from Corteva AgriScience to use the chemical on citrus, cotton, cucurbits, uh, soybeans, and strawberries, and remove restrictions for a variety of other crops. Well, here's today's He Said It. This is the first time that I've seen a farm bill where this kind of diversity has come together with policy recommendations. So, despite our size and diversity, our charge in many ways is pretty narrow climate smart agriculture that the word of chuck connor president and ceo of the national council of farmer cooperatives connor served as deputy ag secretary in the george w bush administration well that's daybreak for this thursday february 23rd brought to you by edge dairy farmer cooperative for the latest news out of washington dc visit agripulse.com for agripulse daybreak i'm Jeff ellie